0: Hello! Welcome, everyone. I'm Bruce. I'm Greg. And I'm Casey. Together, we will dive into the mysterious world of the hit TV show, Supernatural. Join us as we follow Sam and Dean on some crazy adventures, as we break down episode by episode and have some fun along the way. Today's episode, Season 1, Episode 2, Wendigo, directed by David Nutter and written by Eric Kripke. We are... Natural, natural friends. 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 friends.
1: We've got our
2: pal Greg, we've got our guy Bruce, they've got their other friend who's pretty cool. We're gonna spend some time with Sam and Dean, we're gonna kill some monsters and break down a scene.
1: natural Friends. natural
0: Friends. Remember, spoilers ahead.
1: This week on Supernatural, Sam and Dean follow the coordinates left by their dad to Blackwater Ridge, Colorado. They learn about the disappearance of local campers in the area and help in the search. In the woods, they play cat and mouse with a Wendigo until they ultimately destroy it with fire. The boys saved a camper and his siblings, but their dad is still nowhere to be found. Did you guys watch this one? Well, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um,
0: I did stay awake the whole time. Ooh,
1: Uh
0: I'm proud of you. I did have to watch it in segments. <laughs> you did say you had to watch it in segments? I watched it in segments because, you know, a two year old. But that's uh, yeah, that's fine. So I made it about 30 minutes in and then I had to watch the 15 minutes a little bit ago. So not a full watch through, but uh,
1: no sleepy time. Uh, Bruce, I forgot the comment last week for, for having fallen asleep during the episode. You, did, you, you held your own in your conversation. I yeah, couldn't even good. notice. I do what I can. <laughs> How do we start this? Yeah, I'm going to start with the previously on Supernatural. I'd feel less strongly opposed to the exposition last week now that I realize it was needed for the previously on. Because oh, the way yeah. they did exposition last week is very useful for telling people jumping in later. it so was perfect. If you yeah. guys watched the previously on, it was... Very easy to say, oh, this happened and then this happened, without trying to figure out how to show it without telling it. So
0: I didn't even pay attention to that. That's that's pretty cool. So we have some guys who are camping. Yeah, do you guys know who one of those guys was? Finn. Yeah, R.I.P.
2: Was it Corey Monteith? I think it's how you say his real name. name. Yeah, R.I.P. Finn. Finn. Um, he was on Glee. The guy who was. The guy who was cheating at um, Metroid Prime Hunters for the Nintendo DS about
0: six months before it actually came out. So yeah, they're camping. They're playing their DS in the middle of the woods. Obviously a uh, product placement because the game didn't come out yet, which is very sly. But like, I was sitting there thinking and I was like, who would... We have three guys who are like camping in the deep in the woods and they're like all playing DS. And I was like, who would do something like that we would definitely do that. <laughs> <would> do
1: that. <laughs> Bruce, how awesome does that sound? They they were on day six of camping. Do you would you want to do a six day? Actually, you have you've done. Well, my question
0: was: Are they just? What are they doing? What else are they doing? Are they just? Are they just sitting there? Because it looked like they had a campsite.
2: No, I think <laughs> they, they were hiking.
0: Like, yeah, they were sharing a tent though. That does not sound like hiking. <laughs> there were two tents. Uh, that's right. Yeah, I don't know. Didn't look like hiking tents to me, but <laughs> no, they. You didn't. know, it's 2007, so the ultralight uh, <laughs> fad may have not have come across well, yet. I mean,
2: if you want to talk about ultralight, just look at uh, Sam and Dean packing to go on the trip. <laughs> Cracking me up the whole time. One duffel bag for the two of them. They're M and M's. You guys been craving peanut M and M's ever since you watched it.
0: I love peanut M M's. <laughs> Second product placement. Oh my god, um. So, question: Did do you think Sam's girlfriend had a funeral? Yes, yes. Do you think they stayed for
1: it?
2: I think so. Like, I believe that was Sam actually remembering what her headstone looked like. I don't think he was
1: actually like making that up. Okay. Well, see the. Go ahead. I was just gonna say the the episode they mentioned. Staying for a week to look through the wreckage, but yeah. I guess that could also mean they stayed even longer that they were looking through the wreckage for a week. But, okay. but I assumed it was only a week, but maybe it was longer. What's wrong with Did it you, only being a week? Oh, the headstone, can you get a headstone that quickly. I don't know. Oh, well, Craig, it's TV, <laughs> yeah, you can get a headstone that quickly. <laughs> All
0: right, my um, my parents already have their headstone like pre made all has to be put in his ears or whatever that's fair yeah i mean I, but your <laughs> well, probably a, hurts, a young 22 so.
2: year old is definitely on top of their headstone <laughs>
0: i think when doesn't have a headstone she just has uh, yeah my <laughs> wife doesn't have a headstone she just has uh a plot somewhere
1: oh cool
0: But anyways that I was, I was i missed that comment about them staying for a week so it felt like the way the it felt that they just left as soon as that fire took place, and then they just went into Colorado. Yeah, so. no, there was,
2: there was some time. Um, I thought that
1: the first time through. But I... we, have,
2: we have a date now for when everything happened.
1: When did um, everything happen?
2: Their mom died on November 3rd, 1983. And then Jess died 22 years later.
1: On the Was date? it the same day? Yeah. Oh.
2: It was either the same day or the day before. She might have been November 2nd, but it was right there.
1: You brought up Jess's grave. And Bruce, did you, did you think that was like a real scene the entire time? Because I did not see the jump scare coming at all. I assumed he really was by her grave. Not, you know, not a dream sequence or anything.
0: Yeah. Like I said, we went from, she just died. There was a fire, blah, blah, blah. And then we were there looking at her grave. So yeah, I I completely missed or was not even like thinking that that was just going to be a jump scare. Okay, so I, at some point, um so they' they're going to look for this this lost person, right? this, this, these, this lost brother, Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, they're not specifically going there. they're just going to figure out what's going on, right? They don't know at this point that somebody's missing. Or right, or wrong. Yeah, they're just following their dad's coordinates. okay. when they're talking so they're talking to the ranger, he was very weird, number one, and <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. But do you think if somebody came and said, this person is missing, at what point do they start taking missing persons seriously? Like, even though he had a permit until that, obviously something could be wrong with this person.
1: Yeah, that's not a good ranger, I guess. <laughs> I mean, if, if they had cell reception and he was checking in with his sister every day, then... As soon as he's not checking in with his sister, you know something's wrong. So that's just a terrible response.
0: At least you know going out to make sure that they're okay. Like they they, they walked out to their campsite what in an hour maybe.
1: <laughs> I was really thrown by that. <laughs> yeah, they, they got there pretty quickly
0: so i don't know it just felt like weird and then i was like because like i didn't know where we were going with this if i for a second i thought that the ranger was like part of it like he's maybe like making sure that people don't go find them uh oh, um, not ranger wilkins ranger wilkins
1: <laughs> i don't think so but <laughs> i don't know not nah, it's just uh incompetency That's probably more <laughs> accurate there's a name for that oh, let's see if i can find it Hanlon's razor. Oh, yeah. um, Which says, never attribute to malice that which is adequately explained by stupidity. That's your ranger. He's just an idiot.
0: (laughs) That's fair.
2: He's just from a time where people didn't even have cell phones to go camping. So what's the big deal? The dude's
0: phone died. Get over yourself, Haley. So that's another thing I was going to bring up. So have either of you come into contact with anything that is called a satellite phone.
1: I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> Absolutely kidding. I've never, I've never done so, that. So
0: this device is used in a lot of movies. Like someone always has a satellite device on a stranded island. They always have a satellite device they're missing. Usually they break or something like that to complete keep the plot going. But like, I just, I've never come across a satellite device, a satellite cell phone or whatever you want to call it.
1: I've always been confused about that because... I assume like a regular cell phone, you can't just own the phone and be able to make calls. So anybody with a satellite phone, I automatically assume has something to do with the government. So, because they have a system for using that satellite phone. I don't think you can just go out and buy a satellite phone. Um, That's incorrect. Is it? Yeah. Are you Googling? Yep. What you got? Um... I also assume they're very expensive. Also looks to be incorrect. Wow.
2: All right. So I'm not going to take the time to reference anything specific for you. But um, no ad reads? Ba- based off of that, it looks like most of the cost is in actually using it and not in owning it. Okay. Which makes sense.
1: I guess it's plausible. <laughs> I'll allow it. I never owned a DS, guys, or a satellite phone. Satellite phone's probably better, but... Would your DS last after six days of camping? (laughs) (laughs) Assuming you played at least 30 minutes a day.
2: (laughs) Pretty new at the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, you probably could have gotten three hours out of it. Unless they brought stuff specifically to charge their (laughs) DSs with them. Who knows? So I want to take a minute and talk about
2: the actors who we got to meet in this episode. So we already mentioned Corey Monteith, aka Finn from Glee, R I P. Um then we had Gina Holden, who played Haley, um, who Greg, you would probably know her from Harper's Island. Oh. Who was in Harper's Island alongside of Roy, um, who was played by Callum Keith Rennie.
1: They were both this, in Harper's Island.
2: Yeah. <laughs> this guy's in everything. Um, he has 132 actor credits on IMDB. You guys might know him from Memento, Battlestar Galactica, Harper's Island, The Firm,
1: or Jessica Jones. Hey guys, I have good news. Battlestar Galactica is on Sci-Fi for free now. I've never seen it. I might get into it.
2: It's so good. You should watch it. It gets weird and bad at the end, but it's worth it. Um, And then last but not least, did you guys recognize the little brother at all? No. No? No. You barely saw him. He was on Harper's Island. No. Um, so in the show, his name was Ben. He was played by an actor by the name of Alden Ehrenreich. Still nothing. Played Han Solo in Solo.
1: No what? way. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. So this was um, the f- it looks like his first acting gig was on this episode of Supernatural. And then he was in stuff after that. Um, played some bit parts, came out pretty big in the Coen Brothers, um, Hail Caesar, I think in 2016 and now it's played Han Solo. So
1: nice That's to see amazing. where this
2: guy uh, came from. Yeah. Pretty cool there.
0: So they go to, um, hit Ben's sister's house and start talking to him. Um, you know, <laughs> just kind of... Didn't you, did you say the the brother's name is Ben? The the, uh, the, one? No,
2: the younger brother's Ben, the older one's Tommy.
0: Oh, uh, which one is that her brother? They're, they're both, both her brother. Which
2: one? Oh, Tommy's the one who was taken. Ben okay. is the one who was with them.
1: Oh, okay. I... <laughs> I'm with you, Bruce. I don't, I don't memorize names or I I barely memorize plot lines. So It's fine. <laughs>
0: so Tommy, um, so they're going to see, uh, Tommy's, uh, sister to figure out what's going on. And obviously she is freaking out and whatnot. Um, and I always like to pick out just like random things, and immediately she shows him all of the pictures of him. I think maybe or something like that. The is that videos wrong? or all the me- all all the videos that he sent, yeah. and he's like, uh, "Can you send that to me?" And immediately I'm like, "What? What is? What is she sending you? What like? What year is it?" So I'm like, "Is she going to send it to your flip phone?" No, they're carrying around a laptop in their <laughs> car, <a> gigantic <laughs> laptop. <laughs> Just cracked me up. I was like, okay, that's a thing. That was real, but it uh, just still, like, threw me off. I loved it. <laughs> so we gotta go to the bar first, and then we can look at the pictures that she sent us.
2: Um, while they're there, um, we get our only alias of the episode. Um, so they introduce themselves to Haley as Dean walks up to the door and says, I'm Dean, and this is Sam. She has to see some ID. He shows the ID. Did you guys see the name on the ID? No. The ID says Samuel Cole with a picture of Dean. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> wait, Samuel Cole.
2: I couldn't find anything about the oh, name. Okay. It's just an alias. Uh-oh. But he introduced himself uh, as uh, Dean. Dean, Sam, and
1: then he <laughs> and had the name and Sam. Then, <laughs> yeah,
2: he shows an ID that says his name is Sam.
1: Uh, I promised last week to give a shout out to the supernatural aliases wiki and it's just supernaturalwiki.com slash aliases just so you know
2: oh i thought you meant the wikipedia page there's mean? like a wikipedia page for their aliases
1: isn't that what i just did
2: no like an act like real wikipedia
1: oh really like i don't understand wikis and wikipedia don't, don't worry about it can we can we go off on a tangent and you teach me about Wikipedia and wikis and <laughs> not today. Okay.
0: Do they go to the guy's house next? Is that what happens? Yes. Okay. Um so while they were talking to him, I thought it was really cool. Um just the general like aspect, like his parents have been dead for all his life and he's this like lone man in the woods. Um but while he was talking, he questioned why the monster didn't kill him. D- I don't even know if we ever got the answer, but my theory was that he was a child, and because like he was the youngest, he was a child, so I was like, oh, maybe the monster has some type of like code where he doesn't kill children or something like that, because other than that, I don't think it was referenced that he killed like a child, um, other than randomly slashing him across the chest. But uh, I don't know, maybe that was on purpose. Yeah, it's good
1: Just Yeah, I like it. That's a good point, though. I, I forgot that it, that happened. That why wouldn't he kill the child? Maybe they taste bad. I don't know. <laughs> um, Not as much meat. <laughs> which reminds me of another thing that was never really answered, which was sort of a question, is why it specifically wakes up and hunts every 20 Three years is that... 23 years yeah so why that specific number like I, don't I just thought that was weird that they were so specific about it and then never addressed it well <laughs> like I mean it... do you have anything in the lore about it
0: yeah I was gonna say is that
1: uh so what do we have here <laughs>
0: are we all learning together is that what's
1: happening <laughs> it might be I mean I did I pulled up Wendigo but I didn't see anything. But I, I I didn't look too hard because it was fully described in the episode what a wendigo was. I didn't. God, look. he didn't do a lore section. I did. It's right here. Did you
2: type it up or is this plagiarism?
1: Oh, I'll be giving them credit. Okay, <laughs> it's it's Wikipedia. <laughs> All right, here. Let me just read what we have. Um, reading directly from Wikipedia, and as a result, I will donate six dollars and sixty six cents to Wikipedia. (laughs) The Wendigo is a mythological man-eating creature or evil spirit from the folklore of the First Nations Algonquin tribes based in the northern forests of Nova Scotia, the east coast of Canada and the Great Lakes region of Canada and the United States. The Wendigo is described as a monster with some characteristics of a human or as a spirit who has possessed a human being and made them become monstrous. This was the fun part. The creature lends its name to the controversial modern medical term Wendigo psychosis described by psychiatrists as a culture bound syndrome with symptoms such as intense craving for human flesh and fear of becoming a cannibal. I just thought that was interesting. That that was a real thing.
0: So it, Unlocked the door to get into the guy's house. I thought that was pretty cool. So it still has some like human characteristics. Um, unlocking it from the outside is kind of confusing to me. Does it have a key to the the guy's cabin? Um, <laughs> now that I'm saying it out loud, <laughs> but I don't know if it just meant that he turned the knob, he probably uh, just meant it turned the knob. Yeah, <laughs> but he definitely specifically says unlocked the door. Yeah, um, did. yeah. Um, what was the word that Sam called it? Cop-cop-cop- Corporeal? corporeal, corporeal, yeah. I had no idea what that word meant. <laughs> was... I believe means it
1: means has a physical body.
0: Yeah,
2: that's what it means. So they said um, that he knew it wasn't spirit, a spirit or a
0: demon, because spirits and demons are not corporeal. Figure with context clues, but at the same time, I was like, that was a big word. I'm right there with Dean on that one, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mr. K. <College>. Professor.
0: <laughs> Why do you guys think Sam is so? Angry and gung ho during this episode,
1: because Jess died. Cause yeah, because he watched his girlfriend
0: die. He's so. When we were talking about, I I still was under the impression that he hadn't gone to the funeral, and I think Sam at this point has like, like we definitely have not. We have avoided. We're avoiding grieving at this point. So I think immediately he's just straight to anger, and um I hope we get to some point where he's not de- doing that because sam's kind of the like the good one of the ba- the duo from what i'm feeling like if he's like the rational one and it's it, it seems like it was flip-flopped in this episode because of sam's like anger yeah and dean
2: straight up says that hey this isn't you well what's up um so yeah i'm sure we'll get to a point where sam is less hot-headed than he is in this episode
1: Nah, man. Mm-hmm. Fifteen seasons of Angry Sam. It was actually really <laughs> why hard, Why is my girlfriend kind of dead? Like that. that's why he worked out so much just to just kind of dissipate some of that.
0: So yeah, so they go hunting with. They're uh, not hunting. They they get into that group with the the guide and um, Roy. Roy. Yeah, Roy and his the uh, guy's sister Haley. I don't know names. <laughs> Thank you. And Ben. <laughs> yeah so what do you guys think about their get ups on
1: going out there?
2: Um, Sam and Dean were just ridiculous.
1: you know, they reminded me of me a lot. I, feel but, like. I mean,
2: at the like, I don't think we found the right level of preparedness, so it, they clearly got to the campsite <laughs> pretty quickly, so they didn't need to pack as much as Haley and Ben packed, but they probably needed more than what Sam and Dean packed. Maybe Roy had the perfect amount.
1: Poor Roy. You know, there's a thing that TV does to me and movies do to me that I hate Roy because I'm supposed to hate Roy. But if I stop to think about it, Roy was very rational. Somebody was giving him some mumbo jumbo about some creature that can't cross a circle drawn in dirt. And you could really understand like him laughing it off and... He saw a threat, he went off to hunt it, and, and then he died. And if you think about it, it's kind of sad. But instead, <laughs> we're supposed to hate him, and I do.
0: There was a specific moment where him and either Sam or Dean were sitting there having an argument with each other, and I could feel, I was like, oh, I'm supposed to not like this guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, as they were yelling at each other, you're like, oh, you're not going to make it out because you are arrogant. Like,. <laughs> And immediately, what was it, five minutes later, not even, <laughs> he gets pulled up in over that tree, tree because he shot at him.
2: So, whenever they're at the campsite and they figure out that it's the Wendigo, um, and Sam asks Dean if to see dad's journal, and he just pulls it out of his jacket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think he just keeps that huge book in a jacket <laughs> pocket at all times?
1: Um,. Yes, I do, because he has to for that to make any sense at all. But it also <laughs> implies that he has a gigantic pocket inside his jacket.
0: And like, you never see the bulge of it at all. Mm-hmm. Wait, how many coats did he have on this time? Two. Did you? He did have two? <laughs> two coats.
2: <laughs> so, I mean, maybe that's why it helps hide the bulk of the book.
1: <laughs> I wonder what else he's hiding up there.
0: The the what was his name? Roy? Is that that's the the guide? Is that his name? Yeah. Nice job. Um while he was arguing with him, he did take a low blow at Sam and he was like, I was doing this since your mom was kissing you goodnight. Oh yeah. And I was like, Oh <laughs> was like, Not right now! <laughs> Not right now. No wonder you're gonna die here soon. This episode featured the first
2: appearance of the somewhat family motto. Saving people, hunting things, the family, family business. business.
1: That's the quote I botched last week. <laughs> oh, that was it? Yeah, because I, I tried to say that in, in the synopsis, I was like uh, hunting hunting monsters and killing things. And then yeah. uh, later I was like, wait, that's completely wrong. Yep, that was wrong.
0: Is that a thing I'm supposed to know at this point? No, no, no it's just but a quote. You'll hear that yeah. phrase a lot.
1: And I think it was also just like, promo materials so or like any commercial for supernatural you would Yeah, hear. probably. And that's the scene where I think
2: Dean kind of really showed himself as a good brother who really care He actually does care about Sam. Um he's not just like stringing him along to try to get him involved in whatever's happening, but he seems to genuinely care about Sam and also Dean has shown himself that he really cares about people. It's not just killing the monsters for him, but he also wants to save people at the same time this episode where Sam and Dean kind of flipped personalities a little bit. It was nice to see that how much Dean really cares
0: about what he's doing. Cause Sam really wanted to get out of there at a certain point. He was like, why are we here? He he he's like, he knew dad wasn't there. So he wanted to get going. But Dean was the one that was like, dad wants to be helping these people right now. So yeah, that was, that was pretty cool.
1: And I, I really like that premise of the show where it's obviously monster of the week. Um, but it's a very good explanation of, why do we always have a monster every week? It's like, well, in addition to looking for our dad, we're also helping people along the way. And it sounds kind of silly when you summarize it that way, but it works really well versus a lot of Monster the Week TV that it, it's just like, oh, well, here's another one, I guess.
2: I really enjoyed whenever they were being attacked by the Wendigo at the campsite that um, Haley promised her brother Ben that she won't let it hurt him.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you gonna do
0: you <laughs> can't make that promise <laughs> was the lighting for you so I, I couldn't figure out if it was my tv or just in general was the lighting of this episode just incredibly dark the whole time um it was dark
2: which was partially because they had to hide the wendigo a little bit okay. um but i think it do i don't know if it was netflix or what but it Definitely seemed like it was streaming darker than it was supposed to be.
1: It should have been. Yeah. Yeah. I also have an old TV, so I wasn't sure either. Either. Yeah.
2: Got a little
0: Game of Thrones scenario. Uh-oh, watch oh, out.
1: God. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, this is clearly a creative choice. Like, they're, they're trying to hide it so it's, they don't have to give you a full shot of it. Yeah. And they're trying to let it, like, sneak in the background. But at the same time, sometimes I was like, <laughs> I'm not sure what's really happening right <laughs> now. <laughs>
1: Did you notice I actually paused it to make sure I wasn't seeing things uh, at one point when the Wendigo was in broad daylight and it was just like random camera shots zooming around like you think the Wendigo's like running around. They had CGI of an invisible being like, yeah, um, just to like give you that feeling that something is there without actually seeing it. So if you pause it, it's just like that the outline of a human with but like invisible is really interesting. Smart. Yeah, that's crazy. Was, that's awesome.
0: Cool
1: effect. <laughs> Casey, I think you are. Are you guys familiar with the term Chekhov's gun?
0: So, yeah. Bruce? Not, nope. Awesome. Explain it for me and the listeners.
1: It's a, it's a learning opportunity. It's, it's one of the most basic, I guess, tenets of writing. Um, so Chekhov's gun is a dramatic principle that states that every element in a story must be necessary and irrelevant elements should be removed. Elements should not appear to make false promises by never coming into play. So one of the quotes from this famous guy named Chekhov is, if you say in the first chapter that there is a rifle hanging on the wall, in the second or third chapter, it absolutely must go off. I told you all of this to ask you, (laughs) did you think that the peanut M&Ms were going to be Chekhov's peanut (laughs) M&Ms? I thought it was just a quick gag of like, here's my preparation. And then it yep. later turned into... I thought that was it. It was actually oh, useful. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Dean was a genius at that point. Really held himself together under pressure.
1: I like to think that that's exactly why he brought M&M's. Like, in addition to food, I think he genuinely was like, we might need these for tracking ourselves down. <laughs> Do you think
0: the M&M's were in the same pocket as the journal? <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah the pocket of, holding, a bag pocket of holding
1: in there
0: <laughs> what is this pocket <laughs> mary poppins
2: um i want to start keeping track of the body count of the monster of the week so this week body count three
1: and then just um, to clear, so oh so that's the monster itself's body count so like if, monster if, itself in the
2: episode right Okay. so not talk talking about any like historical kills or anything that they reference um so like last week the woman in white only had one kill i'm pretty sure yep
0: yeah yeah and this week the wendigo had three kills okay so most deadliest monster so far is the wendigo yep
1: (laughs) greg how does it say we defeat the wendigo
0: in your lore does it have that in there
1: um yes i did extensive research on the wendigo to find out how to kill one um he didn't. Extensive research. Um.
2: Hey, Bruce. I have an idea for a game. What is that game? Let me hear what you think. Alright. So, I supply you with a list of monsters and creatures that you create a bingo board out of. I supply you, yeah, with a list of some things that are definitely in the first season. Some things which aren't. And you set that up into a bingo board and we'll see how many episodes it takes you to get bingo sure
0: cool. <laughs> what happens when I get a bingo you win
2: yeah <laughs> I will buy you a steak dinner when this whole
0: thing's over get it delivered from <laughs> down the road
1: alright so so, so I found uh, science.howstuffworks.com has a an article titled "How Wendigos Work" with a subtitle "How to Escape or Kill a Wendigo." So we've got. Let's see, bullets obviously no good. I think it says here even if you if you got them they regenerate, which, according to the show, he's just too fast for it anyway. The trick, according to this, is to employ silver bullets, um, or a silver blade or stake. So again discrepancies cuz i guarantee if that was true the boys would have done it and you got to get his ice cold heart according to howstuffworks.com <laughs> um,
0: see initially I, I did think it was a werewolf i thought that were that's where we were getting at like i i didn't really pay attention to the title initially so that kind of makes sense a little bit i mean silver bullet they're same family probably
1: that's something like i like about this show it's it's not there's not a magic weapon for everything. Um, for like It's not like, oh, silver bullets kill everything.
0: So the Wendigo is very flammable, though. Is that what it says in there?
1: <laughs> no, that's the thing. What I just found does not say anything about flame. But when it comes to if you ever run into a Wendigo, I'm going with, with Supernatural's lore. I believe him. Fire kills it. And uh, uh, yeah, so Bruce, if you ever run into a Wendigo on the Appalachian Trail, you know what to do.
0: <laughs> Carry my flare gun.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna give this episode an eight Wendigo's out of ten. And yeah, it's just a, a good episode. Uh man, I don't have much to say about it. Um, it really laid the foundation for not only Monster of the Week, but why Monster of the Week, like we said earlier. You know, hunting monsters while hunting for dad. But um so other than that, it just felt like a very straightforward, like, well, here's your monster. Oh, you killed it. All right, move on to find your dad. So eight Wendigos out of ten.
0: Last week I gave the pilot a very uh harsh seven and a half out of ten. <laughs> um I did because, using that scale though, um I did give this episode a seven um Wendigos out of ten uh only because so number one good things you know it st- still kept with like the the scariness of everything like there were definitely a couple uh jump scares which I enjoy um there were a couple like really creepy moments where you know we're we're going through the uh cave it's dark what's gonna happen um it did like I said the the style of everything kind of kept it you know m- very mysterious but the Monster of the Week kind of heard it for me. Um, like you said, they did a very good job explaining why it's a Monster of the Week style. Um, but I didn't feel like there was enough plot development to give it a higher rating. Um, yes, you know, we found out Dad is not just, we're not just following Dad, we're doing other things. But at the same time, it felt like this was a, okay, we stopped at Colorado, we did this thing. And now we have to keep going. Um, so I just dropped down just a little bit, but I did really enjoy it. It was a very good self-contained story. Um, so seven Wendy goes out of 10. This week, I'm going to go ahead
2: with a eight Wendigos goes out of 10. Um, definitely not as good as the pilot. How can you be? Um, but like everything you guys said, um, it did a really nice job setting up kind of the framework of how the monster of the week is going to work um, throughout the rest of the show. Um, I, enjoyed the flip-flop of personalities of Sam and Dean compared to the pilot and getting to see kind of the other side of them continuing the setup of Playboy Dean was fun and um I really liked how Sam kind of latched on to the younger brother um and they kind of just stayed together the whole time he was always making sure that younger brother was okay without them making like a big deal out of it oh I'm the younger brother too blah 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 no it just kind of naturally happened in the episode which was really cool um never noticed that Well, there you
1: go.
2: Um, So, yeah. 8. Windy goes out of 10.
1: Their dad wasn't there. Did did they have any general direction?
2: They Uh, had zero direction
1: of where to go next. next Before we got into predictions, I wanted to know that part. Okay.
0: Yep. That was another real real kind of reason that I gave it a little bit. um, A lower score. It felt like it ended pretty abruptly. I agree. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of setup
2: for whatever's happening next
0: it was just kind of like oh we're saying goodbye to these people and we're done so i don't know yeah (laughs) predictions um you know because of the nature of the show um i think the next episode is going to be pretty similar i hope uh we get a little bit more development of why dad is sending us on this adventure um so yeah we're gonna keep searching for dad um we're looking for the killer obviously of uh his girlfriend sam's girlfriend I I'd be interested to see if we get a, another companion along as much as I love the brother dynamic um sometimes throwing in a third kind of makes things fun so I'm gonna say we're gonna pick up uh, a friend along the way um uh, in the next couple episodes we'll, pick we'll up see
1: friends along the way
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, I think more of the same next episode for sure
1: all right next week we're going to be talking about season one, episode three, Dead in the Water. In a small town in Wisconsin, Sam and Dean investigate a series of mysterious drownings officially explained as suicides.
0: Okay, tell you guys a secret. What? I definitely remember a little bit of this. Ooh. Like, I, I don't remember the, the plot line, but I remember the lake, yeah. like where everything goes on. So, right. for any questions, comments, or smart remarks, send them to naturalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at naturalfriendspodcast. Thank you to our fans and our wives for continuous support. Thank you for joining us. We are Natural, natural Friends. friends. friends.
2: natural friends. Friends. friends.
1: I will do a better job next time, I promise.